This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Republicans on the campaign trail have hammered home several arguments about President Joe Biden's oil and gas policies. Like Biden has caused Americans significant pain at the pump and that he has an anti-energy agenda. And to be clear, the president did make some big promises when he entered office to shift the nation away from fossil fuels and to end new oil and gas leasing on federal lands and waters. But a Politico review of federal energy data reveals that Republicans' claims aren't true, even though Biden is still taking the brunt of the political blame related to this year's high gas prices. So today, I chat with Politico's Ben Lafave about what the data reveals, how it undermines GOP arguments, and what the oil industry and market analysts are saying about the role of the White House's policies in setting energy prices. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. So Ben, Republicans say President Joe Biden has slashed oil drilling. But federal energy data that you dug into shows otherwise. So what were the main takeaways of the data that you obtained? The main takeaways is that far from the opposition talking points that the administration is, quote unquote, killing the U.S. oil and gas industry, they've actually approved more drilling permits in their first 21 months in office than the Trump administration did in its first 21 months in office. And just looking at those same time periods, you know, the first 21 months versus the first 21 months of the Trump administration, oil production is actually higher than it had been. So we're kind of looking at the numbers. A lot of talking points get thrown around D.C. A lot of politicians and think tanks like to think that D.C. is the center of the universe and everything that it touches it has direct influence over. But we're seeing just from hard data, that's, again, not the case, that the oil market's doing its own thing for reasons that are only limitedly tied to what the administration is doing. Interesting. So then how do these numbers undermine GOP arguments heading into the midterms on energy prices and Biden policies? We know Biden, as you said, I mean, he's received a lot of the political blame, but it seems like it's a lot more nuanced on what's actually happening. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans are going into the midterms are trying to point to high gasoline prices as being the direct fault of Biden administration policies. But besides looking at the data, I've talked to plenty of analysts and industry folks, and it's just not the case. Prices are high for a number of reasons, none of which are directly tied to the administration. Like the biggest reason folks say is like, we've had tons of refinery outages, outages in California, we had outages in Ohio, and the industry to a certain extent, even though it had reached a peak of oil production in 2019 under the the Trump administration had taken a steep downfall from there. And it's come back under the Biden administration. It will probably be back at record levels next year. But the big reason that the industry is not flooding the zone with oil and gasoline right now is mainly because of its relationships with Wall Street, which is something that, again, Republicans may try to say Wall Street's taking its cues from the Biden administration. But time and time again, actually, people in the industry I talked to had said, no, you know, as one guy put it to me, executive at a a company uh, dealing with oil, said, no, Wall Street wants to see dollars. It doesn't want to see barrels from these companies. And that's what's holding the uh, production back at current levels, which are still quite high. 
Yeah. So then how is the oil industry responding to the numbers that you've dug up here? Because it seems like they're discounting Biden's rapid approval of drilling permits and pointing to these, you know, these other policies and the chill on Wall Street. What was their response to you? The industry is pretty straightforward. They'll say no. They'll use the phrase capital discipline a lot. Wall Street wants a return of its money that it spent on the industry from the previous decade. And they'll say, you know, we have to stick to like this, basically a production diet for now. They're not going to get the money to expand their production. To a certain extent, they're in a bind here because even if they want to expand the global inflation pressure that was brought about by the kind of market scramble from COVID-19 pandemic and from the Russian invasion of Ukraine, that's driven up their costs for steel and other raw materials. They laid off a ton of people at the low point of the pandemic when nobody was buying fuel. And now where we've got like still a fairly hot employment market, they have to spend more to get their labor back. So even if they want to borrow money to open up, like, let's say, new wells in Pennsylvania or someplace, they would have to spend more to do so. And Wall Street doesn't want them to spend anything. They're not definitely not going to say, OK, we'll give you even more money than you would have needed two years ago to expand. So they're pretty frank about that. I mean, Exxon on its earnings call last week, they would emphasize we are giving money back to shareholders. We are paying dividends to shareholders. We are going to buy back shares to reward the people who held on to them. One thing they're not doing in any large extent is expanding production. Also, on Tuesday, Republican members on the Federal Elections Commission blocked it from sanctioning a Russian-funded Texas energy company for campaign donations to Louisiana lawmakers. According to an investigation report from the FEC's general counsel, the company, American Ethane, received nearly 90% of its funds from Russian business interests, but it's run from a Houston headquarters by a U.S. lawyer. In the run-up to the 2018 election, the company made over $66,000 in contributions, and those donations went to political action committees and the election campaigns of the Louisiana lawmakers, which included Senators John Kennedy and Bill Cassidy and Republican House Whip Steve Scalise. The FEC, which is split between Republicans and Democrats, deadlocked along party lines on whether to penalize American ethane. Instead, it voted to fine the company $9,500 for more minor violations of rules prohibiting corporate donations to candidates. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. It's subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.